0: yeah
1: hey guys welcome back another edition to haunted real connections and hope you all can see and hear us i'm here with father hann Torres from the mori Lacey foundation and Hi. Uh, hey welcome first day hey,
0: i know thank you thank you we're live we're live i'm trying to figure out where we're streaming out of i'm looking at uh this and i'm trying to find a haunted live Connections, but it's great to to be on finally yes Yes, yes, I am excited to be here.
1: I like it when you commented before we were together on a, on a Patreon. Yeah, I like it when you said you're not the average priest. You want to yeah. elaborate on that?
0: Yeah. So you know, I'm not. I'm not an <laughs> average. Well, I, I'm not an average priest. You know, the tr- the truth is, you know, I am an independent Catholic priest. Uh, I'm not affiliated with the Vatican. But they do recognize our uh, they do recognize our ordination as long as we have apostolic succession. Uh, I do have a real degree. I have a real religious degree, not uh, awesome. something you buy online. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that message me. They go, oh, "I have a degree." You know, I have an honorary degree. They, I go, "That's nice. That's I'm pretty sure you paid good money for that." But I go, "I have I have a real seminary degree. I went to a private seminary college uh, in Arizona. I went to Texas Baylor College." Uh, university. I went to Druid Seminary there as well. I did my formation there. And uh, I'm not your typical priest because all your typical priests that you see, they're like, normally, they're like, nice, clean cut, high dry, you know, oh, Ave Maria type of holy stuff, you know what I mean, with the church. Yeah, I'm not that type of guy. I'm more of a street priest, you know what I mean? I'm a veteran. Um, I, I deal a lot with uh, with veterans and, and uh, you know, people who suffer with traumatic brain injuries, TBI, Uh, depression, anxiety. And so I'm a little more rough around the edges. You know what I mean? I I, I give it to you how it is. You know, I I give it to you how it is. You know, obviously I'll hit you with love, mercy, compassion, and joy, and, you know, give you some funny jokes here in between. But, you know, I don't have my own church. I'm not inside a church. And, uh, you know, you're not going to see me giving mass. Everything that I do for my religious order with the Solomonic Order of St. Michael the Archangel We are in home monasteries and all of the guys that are within our order and our sister, uh, you know, they all have real college degrees. They have real educations. They have to go through formation and uh, Mm -hmm. we're doing it different because we're not content with what the Vatican is doing. We're not content with how the gospel is being preached. You know, there's um, a lot of misconceptions out there, a lot of hurt more importantly, you know what I mean? And so I want to, I want to bridge that, I want to bridge that divide because they're like, oh, well, you know, you're Catholic or you're Baptist, you're Pentecostal, you're Seventh-day Adventist. Then, honestly, I don't care who you are or what type of Christian faith you are, but the most important thing is be loving. Don't judge, you know, and and, and speak the truth. You know, uh, it kills me that you have a lot of people that they're like, oh, I go to church, right? And, you know, the only thing they do is just they drop a Bible verse on you. So... When you pick up a book, do you just read one verse? No, right? You read whole Right. One, the right? Only pull, yeah. Half,
1: if that. yeah,
0: it's always half. And that's always been the issue. People are always just like, well, you know, uh, psh, yeah,
1: this and that. So, yeah, I'm not your average priest. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And you're also part of the Warren Legacy Foundation. When did, when did that come to your life? I mean, if you don't mind, sorry.
0: So the Warren Legacy Foundation uh, came into fruition uh, a few years ago. <laughs> Uh, About two years ago, I I applied. I saw that there was an opening. I applied, and uh, I was interviewed by uh, two different people at the time. Uh, Wonderful Catherine Cirillos interviewed me as well. And, uh, you know, I I got in. I don't know how I got in, but I got in. You know what I mean? And uh, the very first day that, you know, I got in the foundation, ever since then, I think I've probably worked over 200 cases so far. At least five interviews and cases. Um, I am a board member. Um, and some other stuff too. You know, I'm a Spanish division director, so you know, I uh, I, have a, I have a division that I'm in charge of, and so I get to, you know, nurture a new Spanish uh, generation of investigators from all over the world, uh, about 28 of them, and uh, get to see what type of good work that they do on Central America, Latin America, and Spain as well.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. We need more interpreters out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I do interpret as well. I am uh, I'm involved with the Coast Guard Auxiliary, so I still volunteer right, with, um, for with the service. Uh, You know, thank you. Um, I appreciate that. I did spend time in the Marine Corps uh, years ago, <coughs> almost 20 years ago. Uh, and then so I do um, volunteer with the Coast Guard Auxiliary. That is the volunteer side of the actual Coast Guard. We wear the uniforms. I've been a unit commander. Uh, I'm an instructor, and I also interpret for them on missions so if there's a mission you know i can get deployed to them i can, i get flown out to florida you know i can fly in helicopters i get uh transport to ships do transmissions uh uh, i translate and interpret documents for the government if i've if i'm ever needed so yep yeah
1: (laughs) yeah like you say you're a man of many hats so it's like where do i begin
0: (laughs) well you know it's i don't think it's like um many hats when you think about it. I think for me, it's just more of a life of servitude, you know, because, you know, I was in the military and and for the longest time when I got out, you know, years ago, I was in from 2003 to 2006, you know, I got out a year earlier, I was injured. Mm. And so for all those years, you know, I was doing contract work, government work, and and, and that was okay. But, you know, I just wanted more. Um, And so this is more of a life of servitude and helping other people. And that's what I enjoy the most.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's like I'm surprised I'm part of more at least. Foundation <laughs> you know the one you know interview well, me. It, that awesome.
0: Well, no, I mean you're awesome too. You're a great asset oh, to the foundation. You love. You, you're you're sweet. You're kind. You're gentle. You listen. You have some really good report writing skills. You're always in tune. You're intuitive. Thank you. I mean, I I think uh, you know I you're a perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, but you're excelling at it. So that's the important thing. That's true. Yeah, you are excelling
1: at it. <laughs> so you might, oh, do you. Do you mind sharing uh, some of your um, profound paranormal experiences with us?
0: Profound? I yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, I, I think for me, um, that's always a, a, a slippery slope for me. Um, you know, I don't, I try not to use profound very much because I think every case that I work is profound in its way.
1: Uh, oh, bet, every yeah. case
0: every case is, is unique and uh, you know the most important thing is just like getting the satisfaction of helping out a client. Um, and I, I would say for me um, a profound case was maybe about two years ago there was a young girl, a young, young baby. she's probably like six right now.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, she was four years old. she was complaining to her parents that there was a young boy that was bothering her at night and it was scaring her. You know, and, you know, she didn't like the way he looked and, you know, the family was alarmed and they were troubled and, um, you know, they would see footsteps, you know, they they would hear footsteps, they would see shadows, you know, they would see this kid. And so they automatically assumed that it was something negative. Right. And so when we got there, you know, we investigated, uh, we got down to the root cause, you know, uh, underlying issues, what happened, how it happened, who, with what, who and what, where and why and then it came to find out that the family had mentioned that when they had first moved in there was a little burial spot in the background in the backyard that they had covered over with a shed yeah. but before they did that they had to lay some foundation down for that outdoor shed and in that shed uh, in that under that shed the ground there was I guess two baseballs, some blackjacks, and, and, and a Tonka truck buried. I guess there was uh, a young boy that had lived there many years ago on that land and, and he passed away or uh-huh. whatever. I'm not too sure what it was, but they took those toys and they threw them away. And so as soon as they got rid of that, I asked them how soon after this happened, the, after you got rid of the toys, the activity started happening. They're like, well, you know, It's been going on for about a year now. We've moved here, but it's been like a week and a half after. So finally, you know, it came to light. So, you know, the young girl, the the child was also complaining that the boy was bothering her when she was outside playing with her swing, talking about toy, toy, toy. And so come to find out that we surmised that because of those toys, you know, that's when the activity started. So we went back to where the area was. Um, you know, we obviously couldn't dig in the foundation because it was cemented. But what we did is on the other side of the shed, we dug up a hole, right? We put two balls back and another truck back. We went out to the store. We bought some stuff, right? We bought some toys. We buried it with, you know, with the land. And we told the kid, hey, you know, we are so sorry. You know, they didn't mean to hurt you, your feelings, your, your toys to play with again, uh, and after that happened, we blessed the house. We salted all the doors, the corners. You know, we blessed the family with sage, and and uh, we did Palo Santo, and and we did uh, uh, what should we call it, uh, rose water. Uh, and up until this day, they haven't had any activity. So I was happy that the ha- that the child was no longer scared and could go through her life without having to see this little boy. Yeah.
1: Well. Uh. I'm glad you know I'm able to help. You think maybe that child may have some gifts too?
0: The the what? I'm sorry. The what?
1: That child may have got gifts, you know, too. And uh, Yeah, you know, I I oh, think lost, maybe. Wondering.
0: Yeah, I, you know what? I, I think maybe there was just a misinterpretation and a misunderstanding of, of what was going on. You know, I think that um, you know the boy was you know that that was his land. He's been there for a long time. And people move in and they move his toys. And I think maybe he was just sad. So he saw another kid and he figured, well, you know, since my toys are gone, let me go try to play with this kid who is within my age range. Um, And, you know, obviously kids don't understand that stuff. And they get scared. The family got scared. The family (laughs) automatically thought it was something evil. And I go, no, no, no. It's more than likely not anything evil. It almost is nothing evil. You know, it's, that's only like a, a 1% chance that you're dealing with something evil, so to speak. It was just a kid who was there. He didn't want to cross over. You know, that was his land. Those were his toys. He liked roaming the neighborhood. You know, he did what he wanted to, but he wanted his toys. He was missing his toys. He felt sad. And so I, I think maybe that uh, helped him out. You know, it was the intent of replacing his toys so that he could have something to play with so that he didn't feel alone. And so that he wouldn't bother the child anymore.
1: Okay, that's it. And that yeah. kind of leads to my question question. Um, what's the difference from a demonic or let's say like spirit or ghost?
0: So, you know, the the, the term demonic, right? Mm-hmm. Demonic is something that's never walked this earth. It is in, in human spirit you know you don't have to believe in god you don't have to believe in devils you don't have to believe in angels and all that stuff but you know demonic entities normally are things according to the christian belief system abrahamic belief systems are energies demons that have never walked the earth so you know these are fallen angels so to speak and so they manifest themselves in different ways a lot of times they can manifest themselves as as a known person or a known loved one that you've lost or whatever but You know, um, it's really, it's highly rare that you'll get a demon. And then uh, ghosts are, in my opinion, my interpretation are, you know, people who have crossed over, who are like the in-between, right, of of the, the universe, of the parallels, the planes. And so they're here because they're not ready to cross over, or they just don't want to cross over because they're humans, you know, they're human spirits, so they have free will. And so... Ghosts are, you know, you can communicate with them, you know, you can get responses. And I think spirits are more of a a stamp in time. Like you go to an old Victorian mansion and it's an imprint of what was. And, you know, there's that energy there that you can see and that you can hear, but you can't communicate with it and it can't communicate with you. It doesn't see you. It just is. It's there, you know, so that's my interpretation of what a, a spirit is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, more like an impress. What are your thoughts,
1: though? Mine is pretty think? much the same, I think, like what you yeah. explained. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that demonic might have lower energies than it, like, say, angels. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've dealt with both as well. Yeah. And more, I, I'd rather communicate with angels any day than demonic
0: yeah i i i'd, I'd rather no. be involved i'd rather be involved in life work all the time and 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 deal with you know spirits and ghosts and have to deal with you know all that negative energy you know but the truth is you know you know and then negative energy right that's another word that we often misuse yeah. uh, a lot of people often think of negative energy and they say oh it's a demon no you know negative energy can be your grandfather that was an asshole in life and now he's an asshole in death you know what i mean and he's just bothering you you know, he's stubborn. He doesn't want to get rid of everything. Uh, he doesn't want to go. And he's, you know, maybe uh, tossing the knives around or, you know, he's causing mischief around the house, you know. But, you know, it, it does it does get a little overwhelming at times because mm-hmm. you're dealing with a stubborn spirit. And I think that's, I think that's for me, I'd rather deal with a, a negative energy, so to speak, than a human spirit. Because human spirits, they have free will, right? So they're like you and I. God gave us free will. So when you die, you know, you have free will. A lot of I won't go to the whole, you know, uh, theology behind it, but there's a lot of misinterpretations that people will be like, well, you know, to be to be a part of God, you know, to be absent from the body is to be present in God. That, there's a mm-hmm. biblical verse like that, and that's often misused, um, and yeah, it doesn't true. mean, it, and it doesn't mean that, it, you know, to be was it to be absent from the body is to be present in God. Yeah, I think that's what the term is, but a lot of people misuse that. And it doesn't mean what people think it means, you know, from my experience and, and what I've seen and what I've experienced is that, yeah, you know, human energy, human form. It's not a demon. You know, it's not, you know, it's not everything is demons, you know. And I think that's where the the disconnect comes from when it comes to like the Christian belief system, right? It's like just because you can read the Bible yeah. doesn't mean you know how to interpret it, you know, and a lot of those things are not. Uh, you know, a lot of the things that you say or you interpret from the Bible are not necessarily what you think they mean. So unless you studied um, hermeneutics, which is a fancy word for biblical interpretation, then Hmm. I advise people stop trying to interpret the Bible. Yeah, you know, unless you know how to interpret the Bible and you study that, you actually have the real education, stop trying to interpret the Bible uh, because you're probably going to get it wrong because (laughs) one one biblical verse is not going to... Look, the truth is... You know, 2,000-year-old church tradition, you know, will always out-trump a 500-year-old Protestant belief system. And that's my opinion. You know, you know, I love my Protestant brothers and sisters and nothing against them. You know, I grew up Pentecostal and Baptist, but there was just a lot of weird things um, that I didn't agree with. And so when I became a Catholic priest, you know, I fell in love with the traditions. I fell in love, and, and I found my place. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I also grew up Baptist, so I totally understand yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot. It's it's definitely a lot. You know, it's like, you know, we grew up with all these narratives that have been taught to us. And then as we get older, we find ourselves in the conundrum where we're like, you know, what do I believe? What do I believe? You know, and what I tell people is like, you know, believe your heart, you know, believe what you feel in your heart and, and believe, you know, your relationship with, with your creator. You know, so much we focus on religion. And it's like, well, you're not this religion or you're not this, you're not that. And there's over 3000 religions in the world, you mm-hmm. know, uh, just because I believe mine's is, you know, it's my personal truth. My subjective truth, truth doesn't mean that everyone else has to agree with me. And I'm certainly not going to be dismissive of anyone else's belief systems because that's wrong.
1: You know, that's, that's right. not
0: love. That's not love. That's not light. That's not compassion. That's not mercy. You know, that's not living a, a life according to, to Christ, so to speak being hateful towards one another and in disrespecting belief systems because you don't align with them. Come on now. We're better than that. We got to be better than that.
1: Right. It's like we have many relations by the same God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I think so. You know, I, you know, you can, there can be many different names, you know, for the same God, you know, uh, and <coughs> it's all interpretation. And I tell people, you know, just follow your path, you know, follow what you feel in your heart is right. Follow what you feel in your gut is right. You know, and and, and I'm sorry to, to those who have been hurt by the church, and I'm sorry for those who have been hurt by religion. But that's what I try to do. That's what I try to teach. That's my whole message: is to break uh, to to break that mold, break that trend, and help people understand that not all of us are like that. You know, and not all of us are you know Bible thumpers. You know, because that's a that's a tricky, that's a that's a slippery slope. You know, you got people that are just like, well, I'm a Bible thumping Christian. Good. What does that mean? Just because you know mm-hmm. how to read the Bible? Just mm-hmm. because you can throw a scripture or a verse, doesn't mean anything. You know, you're just spewing hate. You're just repeating what some guy in the pulpit told you to do, but that's the same guy that's 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 banging five different women after church. You know what I mean? Excuse the first right. like, Yeah.
1: Yeah, or always speaking in tongues. I always, yeah. I never understood that speaking in tongues. So you know, the, the speaking in
0: tongues is is one of the spiritual gifts that God has yeah. given to us, biblically speaking. <laughs> you know, and 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 my interpretation, and from my studies, and my and and you know what what I teach as a, a doctor of of divinity, is that mm-hmm. you know the gift of tongues is a very special gift. You know, and there are a lot of people within the Protestant church system that believe that you can ask for that specific gift. You know, God is going to give you the gift that he feels is necessary for you. Um, and so I, I, find a lot of misuse in the talking of tongues because it seems like everybody speaks in tongues and, and there's no doubt, but you know, a lot of that speaking in tongues is an emotional reaction to the music or the message that's going on. There isn't a spiritual reaction, you know? So we have to understand that when we go to church and and we pray and, and we do whatever it is that you practice, you know, whatever service you go to, you know, you have good music playing and you feel good. You shouldn't be feeling good. You know what I mean? Not in that sense, not in the physical. Yeah. sense. Yeah. You know, I you're a, that part. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're having an emotional you're having an emotional reaction to the music because it makes you feel good and you're dancing and all that. But that's not true. That's not true. Christianity. You know, when you go, you go to church, you humble yourself before God. You know, you absorb everything and let the music work in you, and and you let the words minister to you, and yeah, you're going to feel good. But it's 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 a a spiritual connection that you need. Mm -hmm. Often, what I find is throughout all of the churches, you know, even within uh, you know Catholicism, you know, which is a different thing itself because Catholicism, the Eucharist, (laughs) there is a connection. You know, there is supposed to be uh, an emotional connection because you're you're communing and you're receiving the body of Christ, which is a very beautiful thing. You know, it's one of the sacraments. It's one of the most beautiful sacraments. You know what I mean? And yes, you're supposed to feel something. But I often find that within the other church uh, denominations, there isn't that connection. You know, there is only that connection with music and you feel good and that's all you're doing. And so when it comes to speaking in tongues, going back to that, that's what it is. It's It's just an emotional response to the music, right? And then... It's an influence, right? You have a lot of people going around. Do you speak them? blah up, blah, 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 whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, my friend is talking in tongues. Let me go ahead and start talking in tongues. It, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. I remember one time.
1: Sorry. Okay. I one time I was going to church with my uh, former sister-in-law. And they were trying, even praying over me so that I might receive that speech tongues. I like, I don't really like to do that. So there's still... Try to shove it on me I'm like no <laughs> so, yeah you
0: know uh, yeah I, there's a lot of misconceptions. well you know and that's there's a lot of misconceptions or like when you go to church right and they pray for you and they want you to fall back and they're like oh you received the holy spirit and you fall back you know as a kid growing up uh, i would say that maybe looking back now it could have been a spiritual response because i was really involved in ministry but i, I do want to say that most of it was actually an emotional response because especially during youth ministry, all of my friends are falling back. They're receiving the Holy spirit. Oh, I want to feel like that too. I want to feel good. And so, you know, you're there and you're praying and all of a sudden you get a little lightheaded and you fall back. Okay, cool. But was that really the Holy spirit? No, it probably wasn't. It was just probably an emotional response. And I think that's one thing that we have to be really careful with in churches today. Um, a lot of it is, is an emotional response, you know. It's like um, I hate
1: when he try to force something. He I mean, was like,
0: yeah, "It's like don't it force me." It's like, turn away. I, I, I don't want to talk in tongues. I don't want to <laughs> talk in tongues. You know what I mean? I I think maybe I've done it once, and it wasn't for me. I didn't like it. I didn't feel right. Uh, but I don't think I did it because of whatever the Holy Spirit. I think I did it because everybody else around me was doing it.
1: But I think everyone, I'm kind of nervous about it because how to like it? And no, it's general, it just makes me nervous.
0: Well, you got to be careful though, you know, yeah, especially when, I, it, when you're when when you're talking in that type of spiritual <laughs> gift, right? Because you know, it, it also states biblically, biblically that if you have the gift of tongues, there should be someone next to you being able to discern it. So, if right. you have a whole church of people, uh, a thousand people speaking in tongues, that is that can be a little overwhelming, and that can also make you questions like. I don't think a thousand people are going to have the gift of tongues. They shouldn't Mm -hmm. because each spiritual gift is is specific and not everyone should have, and not everyone's going to have the same gift and not everyone, not everyone will get a spiritual gift. You know, that may not be your spiritual gift. You know, you may have another gift that's not even in the Bible and it can be the gift of uh, ministry. It can be the gift of feeding the poor. It can be the gift of, you know, uh, going to different countries and building wells so we just have to be careful with that type are they, of
1: stuff. But discernment. I know I have that.
0: Yeah, discernment. I believe I have that as an exorcist. but at the same time mm-hmm. I question myself. You know what I mean? You know, as 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 the faithful followers, you know, we do have to question our faith, and that's a good thing. You know, we can stand firm in what we believe in, but you know, we we question ourselves, you know, and that's when God is like, "Yeah, you know, I got you. You know, this is you're questioning yourself, but then there's always a moment of clarity that God's like, "I got you. Don't worry about it." You know, you're good to go. It, I think it's normal as human beings that to have some form of doubt.
1: Right, it's true. Or oh, yeah. and the an open mind.
0: Yeah, I always oh, try yeah. to keep
1: an open mind about things.
0: You have to, and that's one thing. Especially about, the
1: paranormal, and
0: yeah, you, know, you have to. We add, do. Oh, you have to have an open mind, right? Because, like, 20 years ago, you know, growing up, you would tell me that I'd be an actual, you know paranormal investigator, because this is a this is ministry. This is a calling. You know what I mean? It's, it one is, thing, yeah. it's, it's one thing to hunt ghosts and search for evidence. And it's another thing to actually be an investigator and researcher and help clients that are in need. You know, the. Right. I think there's a there's a lot of uh, misconceptions that a ghost hunter is an investigator. No, it's not. And vice versa. Um, I commend, I have friends, you know, we have mutual friends that go out and that mm-hmm. they investigate. And that's cool. You know what I mean? I, I applaud I applaud them for that. You know, uh, being a, a hunter, so to speak, you know, gives you the opportunity to, to learn your tools and use your equipment and, and catch good evidence and, and document it. And that's a good thing. You know what I mean? But if you're right. hunting ghosts and you think that, you know, you're able to deal with the darkest of the darkest energy, you're probably not going to be able to. You know, if, if all you do is just hunt so to speak. Right. And you don't, you don't have a concept and understanding of helping clients or family. Yeah. You know, that can be a little dangerous thing, you know, and I've, I've known and I I have friends that have started off as ghost hunting and now they don't really care about it. You know, they're all about helping clients, you know, and and that's the thing for me. I don't, I don't care about the paranormal, all of that other stuff, all of that evidence you can show me, that's cool. I, I understand that there's energy around, right. And so if you go looking for it, yeah, you get a little hit on your EMF detector. You might be able to pick up something as, you know, as an EVP recording. But I'm already cognizant that that's around. I know that those things are around me, you know, and the paranormal for me is actually kind of normal, so to speak. I, I don't think too much about it. So when people are like, I caught this, I caught that. That's a really good find. And I commend you, you know, for being excited about it. But it doesn't do anything for me. You know, I'll question it okay, cool, that's nice. How'd you get it? Who, right. what, when, where, why? What piece of equipment? What was there? What was the temperature like? What was the moon phase like? You know, what was the, you know, was there electricity on? What was this? You know, was it your camera? You know, I'm always going to have questions. Um, it's the the pieces of evidence that I can't explain that I'm like, all right, now now we got something going on. Yeah. It's always GDP. It's a GDP. You know, like, um, yeah.
1: Why do you suppose the weather might have something to do with the moon phase or whatever? might have something to do with any paranormal activity.
0: I I think the the energy in the Earth's atmosphere, you know, uh, with the positive ions and all that, uh, does have an influence on the energy around us. And and so I do think all that uh, plays into effect uh, our environment, you know, because energy spirits, they like to manifest using energy. And so if there's energy around you, either if it's atmospheric energy or if it's electronic energy or even us, you know, that energy is vital.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that energy uh, is important for that entity, the spirit, you know, to to manifest itself. So, yeah, energy is always important. Um, You know, even the moon phases, you know, the moon affects the waves of the ocean. I mean, think about that. Mm -hmm. Think about how the Earth's gravitational pull affects us. You know, if we didn't have, if we weren't in orbit, you know what I mean? We'd be flipping up and down like scramble eggs going back <laughs> and forth. You know what I mean? If we didn't have, you know, the protection on the earth from the sun's UV rays, you know, we'd be like fried green tomatoes. Oh, know? yeah. You <laughs> know, uh, all of that, all of that, all of that wonderful, magnificent natural energy is highly important. You know, even energy, right? Like when it's sunny outside, right? What do we do? It's sunny, we're cold, we go out there, it revitalizes us, we feel good, right? When it's raining, it's time for chicken soup, I'm kind of sad, I'm kind of depressed, maybe, you know. I just don't want to deal with anybody, you know. It, when you think about it, you know, everything around us, you know, the energy can have an effect on us. You know?
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know? And it can also be our energy as well. Like, um, yeah. yeah. you're told, there's a term for it
0: psychokinesis
1: uh telekinesis we... or psychokinesis or it's uh where we move the energy with our mind or oh tele- tele-
0: oh it's telekinesis yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. one of those it, 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 well it, it, i mean i think it's a yeah there's telekinesis psychokinesis yeah um, uh, no good person uh, Mich- uh catherine cerillos um uh, she's Calvin. a person that i that i know a really wonderful person um She used to be part of the foundation and, uh, she does her own thing now, but she used to do these wonderful videos of like telekinetic energy. She would go and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She would like do these wonderful things and it's amazing. Like, you know, the type of energy and abilities that people have, I, I certainly don't have that type of ability.
1: I think I might have if I practice, but I really don't.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I I think anything is possible. I mean, anything is possible. I I, I do think that because as human beings, we only use a certain percentage of our brain that I think if we unlock the full potential of our brain, we'd be able to uh, do a lot more. You know what I mean? I'll be honest with you. Like if I could use 100% of my brain, like my wife wants me to, I probably wouldn't get in as much trouble as I should. (laughs) You know, if I can use all of my brain, you know, I'm pretty sure life will be a lot more simpler for all of us.
1: <laughs> right. It's like ESP. It's like, yeah. you guys know, um, think the same thoughts or like ESP. Yeah. Are you hearing yeah. yeah. And I'm not
0: sure where that de- derives from. I know there's a frontal cortex and there's different parts of the brain. I'm not too sure where, you yeah, know, I think those abilities, you know, um, if tapped into our brain correctly, we'd be able to do those things a lot more and probably a lot more powerful.
1: Like something I'll, I'll be thinking of someone in the hall, or there's to be a test, or something. I'm yeah, like, oh, I'm thinking yeah. about you.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like oh, you know? it's, it's kind of cool though. It is kind of yeah. cool though.
1: How to share you, like
0: Yeah, I love it.
1: How cool. to share my friends sometimes? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like oh my gosh. It's like uh, you know, like when sometimes i my wife and I were like, oh, we're thinking tacos. You know what I mean? Or like, right. you know, we can finish each other's sentences. So that's kind of cool. I think but you don't have,
1: have to ask what's for dinner. You have just to know. Well,
0: yeah. And, and actually, that's one of the messages I just got. What's for dinner? I go, I don't know. <laughs> what's for dinner? <laughs> I don't know. Not my turn <laughs> to cook tonight. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like,
0: uh, well, cooking is good. I like cooking. It's fun. So, yeah, I mean,
1: I mind, but...
0: <laughs> yeah. what's that?
1: See, I don't mind a heater or bait. <laughs>
0: yeah no cooking
1: is fun you know you got to have you got to
0: have some hobbies you know you've got oh do some yeah you do out, you got to do some stuff outside of the paranormal like i like to golf yeah. i like like to mountain climb i like to go hiking I used to I golf. yeah golf is fun it's a hard sport i miss, it. I
1: miss yeah, golf. Yeah.
0: no it's good it's it's good because it gets you focused and it gets you centered you know yeah, uh, then I, you're I,
1: outside.
0: I, yeah i i you know when it comes to this type of work you i, I want to be what it's called front sight focused you know it's a uh, it's a term that we use in the military. Using your front sight to aim in on the target. So I want to be front side focused whenever I do an investigation and I'm working on the case. You know, and it's important that have have balance. Everything. Yeah, you have to have a balance. You know, it kills me that there are people that all they ever do is paranormal, 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 and like maybe for my wife, it seems like I do that a lot. But I, you know, but there are people that are just so involved with this, and every. 24 hours a day it's paranormal 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 videos paranormal books paranormal tours paranormal this paranormal that you know catching evidence looking for this hunting this looking for a place to go and that's cool yeah it's exhausting you know what i mean give yourself time to to enjoy it like you know for me um i i did uh an event a few months ago with one of our members who just passed away uh Say a prayer for one of our members who just passed away. Uh, he oh, passed right. away with cancer, yeah. And um, he, you uh, he wanted to investigate the Beacon Theater in Hopewell, Virginia, and so I've never investigated a theater, but that was the best time of my life. You know, we mm-hmm. we were able to go and investigate with him and his family and the rest of their team, uh, and it was a wonderful experience. You know,
1: There's something uh, about theaters. I don't know why it's freaks me up, even though my might not be This. Talking about theaters.
0: Well, I love theaters. I, I love movie theaters. That's actually one of my favorite hobbies. I, I have a monthly movie club membership that I that I get tickets to. All right now I've got like seven tickets built up already. But I used to love going to the movies all of the time. I would go to the movies once a week. Oh nice. Buy myself a big tub of popcorn and just watch a movie. You know, once I would watch a movie
1: out here, it have my leg pulled.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I love you know, I love movie theater. Movies. I love movies. I love movies. I love theaters in general. Theaters, I think were are I need my to go back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I there's like a, a theater here in town. It's a comedy theater. I, I've heard some stories about it, but I I don't know if it's haunted. Maybe I should go find out. Maybe we can oh. do an investigation yeah. or something. That'd be kind of cool. Oh,
1: speaking of What what's on your bucket list? Uh, I
0: my bucket list, although I live near Alcatraz, I haven't gone to Alcatraz um, I, I want to go yeah I, I want to go to Alcatraz I've been to the Winchester Mister house several times I love it there um, there is, uh, is, it the is the USS Hornet there's the USS Hornet here oh, yeah. in, in Alameda that I, I actually because I'm part of the Coast Guard I can actually get on there for free and I can bring oh, the nice. team on but I keep on forgetting to tell the team and I'm like and then everyone is so busy. Um, and then, so the USS Hornet would be another one. Um, I tell you what, though, I'm going to be going to the USS Salem July 1st of next year. So oh, nice. that's going to be, well, I mean, maybe by then I'll have my first battleship experience over here in town, but uh, that'll be my first. Uh, I was going say, you see of, your
1: area, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's by Alameda, the USS Hornet. Okay. Um, but then the USS Salem is in Massachusetts. It's about. I think forty-five minutes away from Salem, Massachusetts, which I'm excited for. That is actually one of my cities on my bucket list. Uh, I've I've gone to New Orleans. I love New Orleans. I'll, I want to get some property out there. I love NOLA. I love everything about it. I love. That's the where people's. my late
1: husband's family from New Orleans. Oh, I've never I never
0: been there. I, but... I, well, it's called New Orleans, you know. New Orleans. do you say it wrong. New Orleans. New
1: Orleans.
0: <laughs> New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> You know, uh, I love it out there. It's it's magical. It's whimsical. Uh, the people, the culture, the food is beautiful. I love it. It reminds me growing up in New York and my afro Caribbean culture. Have you, the,
1: uh, have you tried the? Have you tried the gumbo? If I remember right. Oh my oh, gosh! Gumbo.
0: Did I have some gumbo? <laughs> I did have some gumbo, and I had some alligator. It's all right. I'm, yeah, I'm not, not really
1: asked. a seafood um, type. He's right. No
0: yeah well see that you were supposed to be when you came up a few weeks ago we were supposed to get some seafood oh, no. i said, oh, you don't like seafood? well next time you come up and i didn't and plan get, it well well next time you come up i mean it's it's, it's only an hour flight right it's it's uh-huh. the chip the, the tickets are cheap they're like 100 bucks i think yeah where you're at so next time you're up here in town we'll go get some good food and you know we'll, yeah you know, we'll hang heart out heart we'll t- do t- some <laughs> investigation but i have some alligator tails uh i had some i had some gumbo i had i'll uh, pass
1: an alligator <laughs>
0: oh it was so good um and i went to myrtle plantation where they filmed the interview with the vampire oh nice that was epic uh my wife and i we went that was the most epic thing for a reason that was it, it, it was like the most epic thing ever like beyond reason it was just so magical just the history the property I mean, I love everything about New Orleans. So, like, you talk about bucket lists. Yeah. Uh, I, I think maybe um, – let's see. What else? What, what's on your bucket list, though?
1: Um, same place I have with my son, John Um New York. I out New York? There.
0: Okay. See, so I, well, I can't say New York because I'm from New York. I have family in New York City. So – you know, so I can go back home whenever I want. I have an apartment there waiting for me. I can go back whenever I want. I just have it because my dad's always busy working. Um, I tell you what, though, um, uh, international travel is on the list. Yeah. I, def- I definitely want to go hang out with Chris in Peru or uh, wherever his excursions take him. And I definitely want to go across the pond and uh, meet some of our foundation members in Europe, Scotland. Like I want to meet artist Lana. I want to meet... Uh, you know, uh, Katie. You know, um, Cleo. Sorry, Cleo, out oh, in yeah. New Zealand. I want to meet her in New Zealand. Uh, I want to meet my sister, uh, Kareen Engelberg. They're all part of the foundation and Jax and you know, everyone else. Uh, Ian is out there, so I definitely want to go across the pond uh, and spend some time in Europe. Hopefully, like two weeks or so. That'd be nice, you know. And then maybe go to the haunted Isles of Scotland. You know what I mean? Um, and and check out those uh, those castles out there.
1: Oh yeah, that cool castles. <laughs> castle,
0: stuff. castles are cool. Castles are cool. Like I, someone was selling a castle for like a million dollars. Like oh, if only I could buy a castle. Yeah, know, right? <laughs> but did you know you can actually buy a piece of property overseas? You can I buy heard like about one. That. You can buy one square foot of land and mm-hmm. be considered a lord or a queen or a lord or whatever or a duchess of that land. So you can oh, buy wow. yourself one square foot of land by a castle and you, and you can be like, oh, you know, Queen Nikki Ray, <laughs> Queen Nikki, <laughs> or, or Duchess okay. Nikki. I'll Either one. Okay, it's, a, it's an official title. It's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's an official
1: title. Yeah, totally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, there's another place called Sally House. I don't know if you heard of it. Yeah.
0: Uh, what was that last one?
1: It's called the Sally House. Oh, that's the it.
0: one down in L.A., I think, right? Uh, the Southern California area. Mm-hmm. I, I did see something. I was something. just
1: close to Zoe. I was so close. Like, oh, oh what, ha- what happened? Why did you go? I didn't put it right again.
0: Oh. <sighs> oh, were they, they well, they're not doing tours anymore or what?
1: Um, yeah, they stopped doing tours. And, uh, you know, Denise Primar, used my guest. She actually trained my cousin there. That was mm-hmm. over there. So it be a it's a small world.
0: <laughs> that's a small world. Oh man, small world indeed. I I saw an episode of, oh my god, I think it was the Holder files. It was the Holder files where they went to the Sally House, and um, um let's see, uh, they went to the Sally House. It was the Holder files, and not only that though, they um, they had some pretty pretty. Daunting evidence. It was like pretty cool evidence that I saw there. Um, I, I think uh, what's his name? The the tall David Schrader. I think yeah. David Schrader actually yeah, got attacked. On, yeah, I think David Schrader uh, got attacked on that show. And uh, but you know what? <laughs> I you know uh, yeah he got pushed or something right. like that. Yeah, and, and you know, and that's the thing. Like, and that's the dangers with you know with uh, the paranormal. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a negative or an evil thing. But it's just something trying to get your attention know, for, yeah, that, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 you know i'm not willing to die for it though that's that's one thing Not willing to die for it you know
1: okay <laughs> right, yeah It's crazy how she, my uh denise is turning my husband
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool though yeah, yeah. i mean you know the, the the paranormal field is just like it's fun you know what i mean it, it can be fun uh when you're not dealing with clients, you know if if you're going out and you want to explore certain things, you want to explore different things, different buildings, you know. Right, places. I was going to ask
1: you, um, would you rather do a story or do like the like cases, or like both?
0: <sighs> well, I'm 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 up to here with cases right now, um, so <laughs> I've got quite a bit on my plate. And 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 each case um, brings something unique, uh, and it's different uh, and can be overwhelming. Uh, but you have to know your boundaries and you have to know when to kind of approach those cases. Uh, and you have to give yourself time to breathe in between. Um, and you've got to be in a good mindset. You know what I mean? Uh, but for me, I think at this point in time, you know what I mean? As much as I love the cases and I love helping out the clients, I certainly don't like the activity or the experiences that they're going through. I don't like that at all. Okay. You know, that's what I don't like. So, so I hope people don't misinterpret it. You know, I love the fact that we get to help people all the time. You know, I don't like the circumstances surrounding the cases, but I do love the fact that we can try to make a difference and educate them and teach them. But I do think for me, um I don't mind uh exploring, you know what I mean? But you know, my my method of exploring is just to go sit down and experience it and
1: you know I don't mind either. I is that the mind just,
0: of it. Yeah, just maybe just like take an E V P recorder and see what happens yes. if I see something. But I
1: oh, mean, I and even
0: and, and even exploring know, like and even dance for like exploring for me it's like when i go to a place i'm going to go for a reason you know what i mean like to to sit here and and you know the truth is that a lot of these places that are supposedly haunted they do have spirits that are trapped there you know mm-hmm. and i don't want to go on their, <coughs> uh, at their expense of entertainment and be like well, i'm paying 20 bucks that to to, to to bother you you know mm-hmm. treat you like an animal in the zoo you know, if I'm going to go, I'm going to pay my 20 bucks and I'm going to quietly try to help them cross over so that way, you know, there's no more yeah. spirits in here. But I don't think that'll be good for business.
1: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you
0: know,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's sad. You know, want to be helped or can't be helped.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I've i gone to the Haunted Museum in uh, Las Vegas, Zach Vegas Haunted Museum. Oh, um, I it was
1: a, list too.
0: You know, it was a good experience. Uh, to be, the, to be honest with you, I think the only thing that happened was, was a young girl from Australia who started touching the Dybbuk box. And then as soon as she got out into the room, to the hallway, she got really busy. She passed out. Maybe it could have been a paid actor. Who knows? But, oh, you, know, uh, you know, so the Haunted Museum is cool. You know, there's a lot of uh, haunted objects there. But I didn't see anything. I didn't feel anything. You know, maybe like a... But the thing is there's so much energy there. You know, there's so much energy there. And you know, you have millions of yeah, guests. There be
1: bits of you, there's
0: there's million there's millions of guests that go there every year. And so combined collectively, their energy imprint's gonna leave something there and it can manifest stuff. You know, um half the stuff that yeah, is in that mu- half the stuff that's in that museum, it may be haunted, but uh to me it just uh it didn't have an effect on me. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm not a psychic, because I am not a psychic. So
1: I have a feeling you know. it might have sent me, so I better be prepared before it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You got to be prepared though. So, like, what, what, what do you like to do? So, like, what is your preferred piece of equipment on an investigation?
1: I was just going to ask you that. Um,
0: oh, that's my own... ESP, ESP.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, first of all, my own body uh, intuition. Yeah my second abilities, and to a recorder.
0: Yeah. And I, I like to so the lips. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think definitely most importantly, your, your body, you know, is your tool, you know, your body's the tool, the conduit, you know, you go in, you listen, you stay focused, you know, but you always grab yourself and protect yourself, you know, when you go in and even when you come out and you set boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, once I do all that, I, I think for me, I, I I keep it simple. You know, I like the REM pod or uh, Philip, if you're listening, I'm sorry. They're called cat balls.
1: Cat balls.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah, the little cat balls. I don't, I don't know what they're scientifically called, but I like little cat balls. Um, and I like using the like infrared thermal. I have a little okay. thermal attachment. Uh, and I like taking pictures to see if I can find any anomalous shapes within, you know, the different uh, color shades. But, you yeah, know, mm-hmm. I keep it simple. I don't do the, I don't, I'm not into much to the, the ITC, that type of stuff, or, or scrying. I don't do that. You know, I don't, I don't care too much for the Estes method. That's not for me. Yeah. Definitely no Ouija boards. Right.
1: I've done messing with that. i am messed with them when I was younger. but okay, no more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing, you know, not that. There's a there's a big misinterpretation. Like when I say don't use Ouija boards, like spirit communication using a Ouija board is you know almost the same it, thing it, as 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 the EVP. It's like EVP. Right. You know, you're you're using equipment to communicate with spirit, right? But you know sometimes you just don't know what's coming through or what's on the other end. So if you know if you're going to use the Ouija boards, just be careful. You know, find someone that knows how to use it better than you. But more importantly, better better advice don't use it because you don't know what's coming through. Yeah, some people can use it and nothing will happen. Or some people will use it and 20-30 years down, down the road, that's when the things start happening. You know, the energies.
1: Yeah, spirits, up, so.
0: yeah, the spirits and all that stuff, they don't confide they don't they're not confined into our space and time continuum. So, you know what may be a hundred years for us can be only a day for them. So we just have that's to be true,
1: careful.
0: Yeah.
1: And I've got um, I was attacked by uh, someone else's spirit uh, attachment. I was asking all kinds of questions. He's yeah. t- all the way across from UK and just attacked me. So there's yeah. no space for times.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, and you know yeah, that's was, the thing. You know, I
1: believe that now. <laughs>
0: the hard yeah, way. But, I believe the hard way. Yeah, I mean, I I have two Ouija boards in my closet that are locked away. I've never used them. They were gifts to me. That's fine. I have uh, a good friend of mine, like my twinsie. I call her my twinsie. She's uh, my best friend. Um, she got me a birthday present earlier this year, and it is a little um, oh my gosh, it's up there. It is a little design, right? It's an encased Ouija board with dragonflies. Oh, wow. She got it for my birthday. I love it. It's beautiful. It's hanging over cool. the wall right there. Yeah. You know, and yeah, people were like, well, you know. I can use a Ouija board and nothing will happen to me. Keep on thinking that. Keep on thinking that, because just because you're grounded, just because you're protected, just because we believe in something, yeah. doesn't mean you can't get attacked. You know, it 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 baffles That's my true. mind when I see all these TikTokers <laughs> and YouTubers who are like, "Well, I'm protected by God and nothing can happen to me." Until so you get tossed across the room twenty feet, like Joe Frankie did. Yeah, he believes in God. Yeah, you know. we have faith. But things can happen, you know. Just be cognizant. These are, these are still energies that are 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 not on our plane. You know what I mean. So anything can happen. Who knows what type of abilities that they have as well on the other side.
1: It's well, important to be uh, well grounded and spiritually protected. What's that? Well, it's important to be, um, well grounded and spiritually protected twenty four seven.
0: Yeah, you got it. You never good. know. Yeah, I mean, even even in everyday life, you know, you wake up, you know, it's positive affirmations, you know, thank you for a wonderful day, you know, you you, you speak positivity <laughs> into the air, it's going to go out, it's going to come back. I, I'm a firm believer in, you know, in, in affirmation, positive affirmation. I believe that whatever, whatever you spit out, you know. Um,
1: and they can at attack us when yeah. we least suspect it or in our yeah. weakest moment. Yeah. Yeah, you know?
0: and, and that and that's the most important thing. It's like you know, you're positive, you ground yourself, you know, and and you try to be positive throughout the day. But you know, and even then, like going out there, you know, if you're empath, you know, you can feel people's energy. You know, these things can can bring you down. You know, energy, and it's not necessarily oh, yeah, it. yeah, it's not necessarily you know spirits. It's just energy. You know, the energy that that bad juju out there can can definitely have an effect on you. Right, I can feel so.
1: Full yep. of people and I should have stayed there alone because I feel their energies. I would have to step I could be out.
0: I, you know, sometimes I, I can be in a room full of people and I just I don't feel right. And I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah,
1: no. Yeah, no. Like, we're He's the first air.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, we're almost I... towards the um the hour, thirty does you like to share with us Is There we go? Well, I mean,
0: you know, you know, you know, thank you for having me on. Yeah. You thank
1: know, you.
0: It's always, fun being on these, it's always fun being on these shows. I mean, I, you know, what I tell people is like, if you're going to be in this field, you know, if you're going to be an investigator, just make sure that you're well-rounded and that you protect yourself and you know that you listen, that you're in tune with yourself, that you listen to your team and more importantly, don't have an ego. You know what I mean? Um, Ego is the right. biggest thing that can that can hurt you, especially in this field. That's
1: just true. because
0: you have a couple of TV shows or just because you are on a TV show or, or, ghosts, or, or ghosts or because the Discovery Channel or Travel Channel casted you for one episode, it, it, you know, doesn't make you a paranormal celebrity. You know, uh, the fact that people would want to be paranormal celebrities is, is, is it's, it's dumb. It's dumb. You know, it's like... You're trying to be famous off of spirits. You know what I mean? Come on, don't right. don't be like that. Don't be. Don't, yeah, no sort
1: of you know what? Yeah,
0: you know, there's a lot of you know, <laughs> a lot of souls out there that are hurt, that are wandering, that are lost, and here you are trying to make a buck and a dollar off of them, and and you think that you know you're 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 the last bat, you're the last Dorito in in the bag of chips. Come on now. Mm-mm. So yeah, that's my advice. Have fun, be safe, don't have an ego, and you'll be okay.
1: It's true. you had to answer one of my last questions was, "What advice would you give to someone that likes to be involved in paranormal?"
0: Well, I mean, don't get involved in the paranormal in the first place.
1: Right. <laughs> you
0: know, that's that's you know, the the biggest thing is like, why would you want to get involved with with spirits? Why would you want to get involved with unknown energies that can hurt you in in a really bad way? You know, why would you want to get involved with? You know, people who are suffering from really bad spiritual attacks. You know, I mean, you, you got to be in the right mindset, and it's not for everybody. You know,
1: right, sometimes you're more you psychic, like yes, I yeah, only have no yeah. choice,
0: but you know, yeah, no, this is this is a calling. This is a calling to me, definitely. And um, you know, just because, well, I mean, I'm, I'm a doctor, but I'm not a medical doctor. But right. the, the saying is, just because you're a doctor doesn't mean you should be a doctor. You
1: know, or like I'm a psychic, not a psychologist.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. You know, I you know, I'm I'm a, studied
1: I'm, it, but I'm not a yeah, doctor. Yeah,
0: I, I'm I'm a I'm a counselor. You know, I studied chaplaincy, but I'm not a psychologist. You know, right. what I mean, I, I understand basic principles of of you know the the human mind, but I'm not a psychologist. I can't go in depth and tell you this and that, or or give you you know I understand basic principles of of, of human intelligence and and you know their their psych but I'm not a psychologist, so.
1: Right. Real quickly, um, what is some signs that you look for, uh, in a case or location that might be haunted and, like, you know, demonic or other types of
0: Well, like, you know, I'm looking for, you know, suspicious Hmm. noises. I'm looking for, you know, sounds that I, uh, you know, sounds, lights flickering, but I think it just all depends, like, case by case, you know, um. When it comes to the other side, the the darker side, I'm looking for a full psychological and mental evaluation first. And then once that happens, once that happens, and there's stuff that's happening that we can't explain, we'll do a further investigation and see. Um, But, you know, if you're levitating off the ground and you're speaking different languages and you're climbing up the wall backwards, that's probably a good indicator. right? That's probably a good indicator that something's not right. You know, but like haunted areas, you know, I, People, you know, they look for certain things, and I, I'm looking to disprove the haunting. I, I I don't believe that anything is haunted. If you tell me something is haunted, I'm, I'm not going to believe you. You know, I'm going to go disprove it. Just because everybody else said it doesn't mean I'm going to believe it. You know, I. Right. if I'm going to go, you know, I need to see it for myself. You know what I mean? And, and more than likely, it's been my experience that the times that I've gone to places that are supposedly haunted, I haven't had any experiences, so, but that's not to say that the other persons have it.
1: Right, that's true. Yeah. Wait, yeah, should we, um, should you publish some, um, that you like to share how people can find you and your awesome work?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can find me at the Warren Legacy Foundation for Paranormal Research. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, you can also find me, um, on father dot so it's Father Ken D O C T O R dot com. So Father Ken Doctor spelled out completely dot com.
1: Awesome! Is there anything else you like to share with us For we or?
0: No, thank you for having me on the show. It was it was a privilege. It's always an honor to be on the air with you. And next time we'll go for a few more hours. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We that was we the holidays.
1: So I wish you guys happy holidays. Yeah.
0: Happy holidays, everyone. Have a Merry Christmas. And be safe. Yeah, Merry
1: Christmas to you guys, too. Thank you, Nikki. All right. Take care. Bye.
0: Take care.
1: Take Bye. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for watching. That was Father King, uh, Torres from the Warren Files. And um, before I lose my voice, you guys have a great happy holidays. right, Bye, guys. See, I mean...